Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Colin. I'm Schmitty. I'm Johnny. And I'm surprised that it took that long for Colin to actually answer in there. We just got done talking about when you introduced. <laughs> I thought you said your name first. I don't know. This is what happens when you're out of practice. <laughs> like we're rolling as we're rolling at full strength. <laughs> we are. I, I, I'm afraid we're going to break the internet's. There's this is too many. Hello world. <laughs> there there are too many stolen droids people here. It is going to be a horrific, horrific experience for our listeners. Uh, such a sausage fest. Sorry. I want to. <laughs> I, I want to find like a featured image now of that, but I worry that my uh, my safe search filter is just going to block everything. So turn yeah, it off. Probably. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> hey, uh, shout out to our friends over at truckradio.net, cryptonradio.com, openbook audio, stitcher.com, radio KSCR, and Geek Factor Radio. And to viewers like you, the National Science Foundation. And we can save viewers like you, too, because now we have our Patreon page set up. You can be a patron. You, but you can't be a viewer. Well, no, we, we should say listeners like you. I, you don't want to be a viewer. We should say you can't be a viewer yet. However, there has been talk. Uh, I don't think any of you guys were privy to it. But Josh, who's our new guy, uh, he was talking to me about setting up a Twitch stream for when we record. Isn't that what Colin does anyway? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tourette's joke. I see Bust, how you busting do. out the Tourette's jokes early and wow, often. it's been a while, man. Man, play now on Twitch. Tw- I live it. Now you can Twitch with the stolen droids. <laughs> oh gosh, we, we'll get this. Will be great. We can have like little pledge drives. We can give away like Doctor Who mugs and Anna Green Gable tote bags and. Oh, because that's just what everybody needs, isn't it? I have like Green thirty Gables of them sitting over here. Exactly. I need to give them away somehow. That's a good idea, though. Let's give them away. Yeah, I'm not well, using yeah. them. We have this Chinese distributor. We got loaded up with fifteen boxes of Anna Glyn Grables. <laughs> I think I just screwed up an Asian joke, which is so <laughs> ironic, Mister Asian Man. I know, I know. Okay, so um, we t- had feedback a couple weeks ago, and I completely missed it. And then we got more feedback this week. So Nathan <laughs> writes, um, Hey, just wanted to say it was great hearing Schmitty on the podcast again. This was after he rejoined us. Also, not the most recent podcast, but the one before it. I'm not a historian, but I did find myself yelling at the speaker during Zahner's Science Corner talking about Mary Curie. Thanks, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, if you go back a few episodes, I want to say like four now. Uh, Zahner, like, tried saying that she invented, like, cheese or something. But, hey, I did correct it. I did correct myself. To another slightly less incorrect statement, yes. We all know that she created plutonium. Polonium. There's a difference. It's plutonium. (laughs) It's because of her that we can have radioactive (laughs) penicillin. Come on, (laughs) y'all. Oh, Nathan's oh, gonna go crazy over this. And it, th- thanks, Nathan, for uh, for noticing my voice again. It's good to be recognized. I guess I said my name, sorry, but <laughs> yeah. you would know. Yeah. Hmm. Who is that person who identified as Schmitty and sounds like Schmitty? I'll bet you it's Schmitty. Not everyone has the. Okay, I guess. Do. Never mind. <laughs> um, Plutonium. <laughs> well, that's how the government tracks you now. Um, they fire oh. it down on you from uh, from the moon. That's why they fluoridate the water. 
you know, so the plutonium bonds to your cellular system and gives us all autism. I have one I word for what that. that feeling was. One word yeah. for that. Duh. <laughs> done? No, duh. Mm, That's exactly how it happens. Your duh is actually now. two words. It's duh. <laughs> That's because I'm having a stroke from all of the florid... Floridized plutonium. Floridized plutonium, yes. <laughs> the gosh. moon plutonium. Yeah. Okay, our next Thanks, one is Trump. From, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, our next one is from uh, Paul um, from Scott Ire Walesland. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um, he's, uh, he says, I have pre-ordered the S8 Plus after Google could not even be bothered to update the Nexus 6P to run Google Assistant. In the UK, the launch date is 4-28-17. However, as a network exclusive, the O2 network is getting the devices eight days early. Interesting news that Bixby will be launching Limp, although not a surprise considering the actual precedent had pretty obscure and incomplete demos. There's already a third-party app to remap the Bixby button. I, for one, will be setting the button to Google Assistant or as a camera button. Now that the S8 has set a bar in terms of style. How do you think Apple should respond design and feature-wise, Paul? Okay, so he sent this uh, about four, four or five days ago, and yesterday he posted an image of him with his new S8+. Plus. How does that make you feel, Zeke? I still don't have my S8+. Plus. Instead, I have the stupid pre-order gift, not the VR thing. I have the little plastic horn. <laughs> not only that, but the day you were supposed to get yours... <laughs> I get an email from Samsung. Good news. We have successfully canceled your order. I'm like, someone needs to... I, I think we need to have a meeting to discuss the definition of good news, because I don't think we're on the same page here. They're like good the news, a new from Futurama. Yeah. Good news. An S8 just opened up for another customer. <laughs> yeah, I... Don't worry, for the S8 you're not getting, we've donated like $2 to save a leopard or something. Don't you feel good? No. No, kill the leopard. Give me my freaking phone. <laughs> so now I have this worthless speaker dock, this plastic speaker dock that does not have the phone it was meant for. So what are they going to do? When do you get your phone? Oh, I, I get it. Like, uh, who knows now? Never. Four or five days. Which is, st is stupid because it launched here in the U.S. today. This is the 21st. We're recording on Friday the 21st. It was supposed to launch today. I was suppo supposed to have it in hand today. So why are they letting me know today? Oh, by the way, we canceled your order. <laughs> like, the only way they would have been able to try and run the card and realize it didn't work in the morning is if, like, they were shipping it from, like, up the street. <laughs> Maybe they were. <laughs> They probably only have like a team of two guys working on it. That pretty sure they had a lot to do this week. They they were gonna give it to some dude on a Vespa and he was gonna drive it up. He'll be all hero, hear your phone. Yeah, you Zook? No. Are you Zook? We got a phone for Zook. Oh, we can't find him. Good news, we canceled the order. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. I can just picture oh, them. Man. Good news, everybody. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm mad. I'm really mad. Never before has my Galaxy S7 felt so dinky as when I was expecting to use an S8 by now. I know. Not even first world problems. It's like it doesn't even qualify. There's it's, like all sorts of directions we could take that and just completely you know, emasculate you, it, but I'm not going let's, to. Let's be honest. The phone probably just exploded on its way to you. <laughs> Too soon? That, that, is a, that is a legit thing there. Homeland Security's looking at it. Hmm, Zook. <laughs> Sounds like Al-Qaeda. We better look into this. 
Oh, I'm even brown. That's not going for me. <laughs> okay, um, let's get into our headlines. And the first one actually goes right into what Paul was talking about with the Bixby button. Turns out Samsung is not in favor of people remapping that button. Yeah, which is kind of a dumb move on their part, I think. I mean, you're putting a physical button on your phone that you're not going to allow other developers to remap. I don't, I don't think that's a good, good way to go. Well, it, honestly, it was originally able to yeah. be remapped, as, um, as he mentioned. Looks like Zoner's trying to say something. I, I was sorry, I was muted. Um, oh. it, it was originally able to be remapped, as he mentioned in his, in his email. But yeah. then they pushed out an update that said, "No, screw that. It's not happening." Here's the thing: Bixby is the one thing that uh, no one cares about. Not yet. You know, it, that's just how it is. It, it and that's not a knock on Samsung. It's simply no one cares. Make us care about it. You know, down the line, add so many features into it that sooner or later we're going to go. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Did you see what they've done here? They've made this thing uh, incredible and amazing right under our noses, and you already have it. Isn't this awesome? Let's start using it now. That's what Google did with the Google Now. That's what uh, Apple did with Siri. I mean, after that initial. Ooh, I can ask Siri to tell me a joke. And that's it. Because you know, when when, they, when Apple first launched Siri, that's that was what it was. Yeah. She really didn't have that much capability. And no, they just kept... Weak. They kept... I mean, it, she was the first, so there wasn't really any comparing. But they kept adding things more and more and more and more. And right under our noses, they turned it into an actual viable personal assistant. Yeah. Google Now is much the same way where, oh, look, Google Now. It can read your email. Um, <laughs> that's a feature, I guess. Yeah. So can the NSA, but I, I don't anticipate you advertising for them. Well, I think it's interesting, too, with, with Bixby. I think Samsung is trying to do exactly what you're saying they need to do, Zook, in making us care. And they're doing that by forcing it down users' throats. Disabling It's the wrong way. But, it's yeah. but no, I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're they're gonna make you care whether you want to or not. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. it's gonna create a lot of animosity the way they're going it, about it. Yeah, it could backfire really bad for them or it could work out really well for them. Best case scenario, Bixby turns out to be Really awesome. Better than Google Now, better than Siri, better than Cortana, better than Alexa. And and no one will care that they can't remap the Bixie button, Bixie button because everyone will be using it. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, worst case scenario, nobody likes it. Bixby's a flop. And now they can't remap the button. Is, is this something that they're going to be able to reverse later down the line when they find out nobody's using Bixby and they decide to pull it from their lineup? Well, if they were able to force this through an OTA, I would imagine they can undo it with an OTA. Hopefully. But but I'd like to, so my, my Gear S3, right? There's two buttons. There's the back button and the home button. The back button, if you double tap it, opens up Samsung Pay. There's no way to map that function to anything else. It only opens Samsung Pay. Well, what if you don't use Samsung Pay? Well, you can uninstall the client from the device, and then double tapping the button does nothing. Well, there's that. There's that. <laughs> but you can still use the back button as back, Right. Here, that's the only function on that button. There's no double tap, no triple tap. So, yeah, it's not not a good choice on their part. But, whoop, yeah, it could go either way for them. It'll be interesting, interesting to see how it goes. 
Good news. We've canceled your order and hardwired your buttons to programs you don't want to use. Hardwired, hardwired the buttons you don't have yet. Yeah, that's the most amazing thing. It's like, we're going to force you to use this button for a, I like Paul's term, a limp version of Bixby. Good news, everybody. We've now wired that button into a very convenient way to factory reset your phone. Uh, don't tap the button. That's not good. Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna leave Android and the S8 aside here for a moment, and we're going to go to Reddit. It's always interesting when Reddit is in the news. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like there's any consistency to it. It really doesn't. Although this isn't a bad thing, I think. Well, okay, so you remember, what was that, a week ago, two weeks ago, when Reddit was taking down videos of the United Airlines uh, debacle, uh, citing that they don't like posting things about police brutality or that might incite violence, and everyone's against Reddit. And now, this week, there's news that um, a whole bunch of piracy takedown notices were served to Reddit, and Reddit rejects 81% of them. Yeah, that's interesting. And suddenly they're back on top. They're everyone's hero again. I didn't know that that was an option to reject a takedown notice. The DMCA takedown notices are like a, a preamble to a lawsuit, right? If you don't take down, then they, they basically can sue you. I, I think that's what they want you to believe. Yeah, but keep in mind, the DMCA takedown notices sometimes get served to the owners of... I mean, Warner Brothers will get a DMCA takedown notice for Batman v Superman for uh, violating uh, copyright. You know, the Warner Brothers can turn around and say, no, we're not taking it down because we own the movie. <laughs> Good point. So, that's... I, I think, uh, in reading through this, this is a Torrent Freak... Um, article and torrent freak tends to bias their articles against the dmca or the riaa or or any of them they, they try and position themselves and everyone else as you know the brown coats the free market the the rebels versus the evil empire trying to c- come for their guns and music and files but what i think this headline is meaning to say reddit tells the DMCA that 81% of their piracy takedown notices are invalid. Yes, that that's exactly what I got from it when I read it. That's not a good headline. I, I realize it doesn't give you clicks and, it, and it, it goes on for too long, but that's really what happened here, is that Reddit received 3,294 takedown requests, and 81% of which they said, you know what, that's not even on our servers, or that's not going to what you think it's going, or that is totally in the right... Well, then that's good. They're actually doing something good then, right? Yeah. And, and it's <laughs> nice because you look at like Google or some of these other people that will get served with a, a takedown notice and they just do it. They don't even look into it. They're like, oh, well, we got a takedown notice. We better take it down. Mm-hmm. Almost like it's an automatic process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I think that so many people uh, think that, well, if you're getting a DMCA notice, you're getting sued next week if you don't do it. So good point. Yeah. Right. There's there's just so many people that just automatically well I don't want to I don't want to fight that hassle so good for Reddit for for standing up for this I'm still just kind of annoyed that 
I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. I should be uh, used to this by now. But it seems like the DMCA actually uses that just flood of requests on purpose. Like, if we hit them this many times, they'll just do whatever we say. They won't actually look into every single one of our complaints. They'll just do it. And I hate that. Yeah. It's dirty. But it's effective. It's like... It, it's like and I and I say the DMCA like it's an actual governing body. It's not. It's a it's a tool of legislation that other parties can send in a DMCA takedown request. It's not a body that's actually asking it itself. But the people who do that are like the ultimate cyber bullies. If you think about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> never mind the trolling. Never mind the catfishing. Never mind any of the digital stalking. No, the RIAA and the MPAA—they're the actual cyber bullies. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I have no way to possibly move on to this next headline. Back to are, are, are you going to break out your sausage? <laughs> Woo! Rock out with my sausage out. <laughs> no. Um, that doesn't work. Yuck. Hey, okay. you know what? Let's, you know German sausage? It's the worst. Uh, let's just talk about Android oh, Pay and PayPal joining forces. Uh, let's just talk about uh, this. Listeners, you can't see it, but I'm giving the dad smile here. And we're <laughs> like, all shaking uh-huh. our heads in disbelief. I just said that. Okay. So I'm kind of surprised that this took so long to happen. I first got a PayPal account in 1999. That late? Old guy. Actually, I think that was the year it was founded. Yeah. When X.com and... Yeah, and I I signed up for a PayPal account because it was the future of money, man. I just moved out on my own. I was buying things on eBay like crazy because I had stupid amounts of uh, disposable income. It was going to be great. And for a long time, it was. And then, for some reason, it kind of plateaued, for lack of a better term. Well, they had a lot of problems there, too. Yeah, they did. They did. And everyone started selling things themselves, so they tried going um, and, and focusing more on mobile payments. So you could take money using the cell phone, and that, that's great, except for that's also what Square did and a whole bunch of other ones. But then Android Pay came out, and Apple Pay, and SoftCard, and ISIS, which is funny now. Yes, people, if you remember, SoftCard used to be called ISIS. <laughs> which then got bought by Google. Yes. Um, but so it's kind of surprising that this particular partnership took so long. But uh, users will now be able to link PayPal accounts to Android Pay. So if you tap your phone to pay, you don't have to use a card. You can pull it straight out of PayPal. Woohoo. Which is one thing I really miss from Samsung Pay. I really wish Samsung Pay would do this. Yeah. I. You know, I don't use PayPal, though. The only thing I use PayPal for on a regular basis is to pay Netflix. Hmm. I mean, Interesting. And is there a reason for that? I, it's because it's what I set up all those years ago, and I just never bothered to change it. Hmm. Hmm. That is interesting. See, I try and I use a Samsung Pay for pretty much everything now, and I've tried to set up my PayPal account both directly as PayPal, which it won't allow, and using my PayPal card, which it also won't allow. That's weird. That's interesting. <laughs> is that a MasterCard or... Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, PayPal MasterCard, but when you try and add it, Samsung Pay will say this bank isn't part of Samsung Pay yet. 
And by bank, they mean PayPal. Hmm. I get that with my Discover card. Really? Because with you, I would kind of expect them to say, we can't add this card to this, but we have stolen your identity. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I get we can't that email about every third day. <laughs> oh, you're that Zoner. We can't allow you on our network. <laughs> In fact, I got an email this morning telling me I need to go check some recent activity on my credit. So I should probably wow. do that because I don't know what madness is happening. <laughs> It's great when, uh, so the four of us all have, uh, webcams pointed at ourselves so we can see each other. Schmitty, of course, has his, uh, his computers galore all set up there. Colin has a white blank wall. You're welcome. Um, I, you, you can't see the huge mess in my room, but trust me, it's there. And Zoner has his daughter walking behind him, bobbing her head like a chicken. <laughs> Well, she did just clean In Internema is in the house. <laughs> What's up? Throw up the signs. Just Represent, a, Emma. Just the gangster nod. <laughs> so, I think so. you need to emphasize a space between intern and Emma. It doesn't sound good when, when you don't. <laughs> yes, intern uh, is oh. Emma's title. Oh, no. Uh, Can we talk about something I don't really care about? Please. Well, let's not let's not talk about Facebook. We talk about a lot of stuff on this show that I don't really care about. So sure, why not? <laughs> Facebook had their F eight conference again. I yeah, think they, I remember them having one last year. Yeah, they, I guess they do this regularly. Oh, they're still growing. Um. So. <laughs> Here's news. Evidently, they believe that augmented reality is the future, which, duh. But also, I don't want them in augmented reality. Uh, They want to completely revamp Messenger to become a bot extension system. So that's how you interact with bots and can search things and can integrate things, which, you know, when I hear Messenger, that's the first thing I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think they're trying to join what Cortana and... I think that's the only one that's doing it now. I think they're trying to beat what Cortana's doing. Yeah, and then they have Facebook M, which is their artificial assistant, which is kind of their answer to Bixby, Siri, Cortana, Alexa, assistant, which, no, just no. (laughs) And they also opened up a game center, so you can play games directly in the Facebook client, which, you know, no. (laughs) Yay, Farmtown, Farmville, whatever. <laughs> I uh, This sounds like I'm just being pissy for pissy's sake, and I, I get that, but Facebook has a very specific role in society. It's not, not necessarily a good one, but it's what it is. It's kind of like Craigslist. Okay? The, each of these networks have a role. Craigslist isn't trying to stream movies to you suddenly. Craigslist is Craigslist. But don't give them ideas or they might. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's it's okay to do the one thing you do and do it better than anyone else and be the one that does it. That's true. I I agree with you, but on uh, to pl- kind of play devil's advocate, remember when Google was just a search engine and then they started to try started trying to do all this other stuff, and everyone's like, why are you trying to do all this stuff? You're a search engine. Like make and, a, uh, a social media network? Yeah. 
No, that didn't go too well. But everything else. <laughs> I mean, when when they announced they were going to start building phones, everyone was like, "Wait, what? You're a search engine, and you, yeah, you have Gmail, but that's still in beta. Why are you trying to make phones?" So, I mean, it's it's kind of the thing to do now as a company that's trying to grow to like go out of their. I, I, I see zone. your point. I yeah. see your point, and I can. I just have to stress how hilarious it is that you're trying to bring up that point. Oh, I know. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly because Facebook is Facebook, and will always I, be Facebook. I mean, a I social just, network. But it feels like, and I'm going to go with the gut on this one because I typically I'm pretty analytical and I I'm pretty objective. I believe this time I'm just going to go with the gut. Facebook doesn't really do anything well. They, they do some things well. They do some things better than others, but they don't do any one thing really, really well. They make me hate them really, really well. <laughs> this is like this is like if Blockbuster had decided to come out. Blockbuster Video had decided to come out and say, "Hey, guess what? We're also going to be a car rental agency now." Ooh, that'd work and, really well. And it's like. We didn't like you as a rental, as a video <laughs> rental agency. Why on earth would we get cars through you? You could barely, barely hold your video business together. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That's what it feels like. Yeah. You make money off of late fees. We hate you. Why on earth would we get a car from you? Hey, Facebook, you make money off of our information selling it to advertisers. We're forced to use you. We're extorted for it, basically. Why on earth would we want augmented reality from you now, too? <laughs> I... I get the impression that, that Mark Zuckerberg, I mean, he, he's a very smart guy. He's a very visionary guy. I think he's trying to be like like Larry Page, Elon Musk. I mean, he has all these ideas, and he, now he has a big company, and he's trying to use that company to push all these ideas. I agree. And, and everyone in the company is just, okay, yeah, let's go along because he's the CEO, whatever. But here's the key that he's missing. If that's true, and I, and I think you're kind of right, it's like, oh, Elon's doing all this cool stuff, and people love him. I'm going to do this stuff, too. Yeah, but you know what Elon Musk does? He opens a new company. Yeah. Tesla isn't trying to go to space. SpaceX is. Well, and also, people don't perceive Elon Musk as a complete dick, where they do see that with Mark Zuckerberg. Some, some people do. But. I mean, but the general consensus is he's a cool guy who's doing cool stuff. Nobody right. says that about Zuckerberg. Everyone says he's a complete prick. Or or the weirdo who's decided he'll only eat food he hunts himself. <laughs> that was a fad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's eating at Burger King again. Yeah. Hey, he All killed took- that burger, like... With his dollar twenty five is what he did. <laughs> yeah. That cheap? I doubt it. I I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, if, if he wants to do that, great. Leave Facebook or put Facebook just to a board of directors, and he shows up to a quarterly meeting and go and do something else. I mean, yeah. the reason why, even if Elon Musk's ideas didn't come to fruition, like ever, people would still respect him because. He has a vision. He goes forth. He throws it all out there, and he tries to make it work. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Zuckerberg it, goes, and he's just a complete a-hole to everybody in his path. Well, and all he does now these days is he just takes ideas that other existing companies has and tries to implement it into their platforms. I mean, you the mean whole like Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Or Instagram. Snapchat just had a place, what, a, a $7 million protection from Facebook? Wow. I didn't hear that. Yep. But I, I know. Did we talk last week or did that get dropped from the show notes about how 
Instagram's stories now has more users than Snapchat stories. Uh, that was a couple weeks ago, and we briefly mentioned it, but we didn't go into details. But, I mean, that right there just goes to show. I mean, Zuckerberg's doing all he can to to steal stuff from other people. I am just so tired of social media news. So tired. I And I realize that we're supposed to interact with social media. We're a brand. The Stolen Droids brand is supposed to interact. We have call to actions. We post things more frequently now. And we see the benefit of it. People share our content. We get linked. We get networked. There's, there's a point behind it. And I get it. I am just so tired behind the business and the politics of it, it though. It's such a necessary evil for us. Yeah. But it is exhausting. It, it really is. It really is. So... Yay. Hey, um, Zoner. Yeah. Which headphones are you using? I'm using Skull Candies. Are you sure? Yes. You're positive that you don't own any Bose noise canceling headphones? I do not own any Bose headphones at all. None. Are, <laughs> no are Bose you products sure? Because are I you sure? Poor. Like, there's some that aren't, like, under the table and you just didn't know were there? I have a brood of, like, 800 children. There, there is no money for Bose headphones. Sell one of the sell the chicken Emma as, to, as to, Emma's just sitting there nodding in the background. She's doing the gangster nod, the OG she's nod. Like, oh yeah, she I'd is. take all my daddy's money. She's she's interning well back there. <laughs> she just <laughs> she just gave a thumbs up. Um. So what I. I first heard this headline this week, and I swear I thought, wait, April Fool's was a while ago. What are they even... This is the stupidest tinfoil hat conspiracy theory I've ever heard in my life. This is just dumb. Well, turns out it's not so dumb. It's real. There is a currently a lawsuit alleging, and we have to use those uh, those words because... That's what the law states. Responsible journalism at its finest. That uh, Bose noise-canceling headphones have been recording people and sending the information back to advertisers. Wow, that's a pretty huge allegation. (laughs) Now, if it sounds totally conspiracy theory nuts, you should know that noise-canceling headphones typically work by listening to the surroundings and using that recording create an algorithm to cancel out that noise from what you're hearing in the headphones so there is an element of truth behind the technology in it it is listening all the time yeah but 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 to go from there to and transferring all that information to bose takes it right into tinfoil hat territory for me but evidently there's some compelling evidence here that says, yes, this is happening. Well, and we should make note that they're not, like, recording you speaking. It's not like an Alexa-type situation that's going to be used in your murder trial. Um, they're using an app on your phone to collect your habits, your listening habits. So they know what music you're listening to, what radio stations, you know, what podcasts. Uh, are you listening to audiobooks? Things like that. Okay. That makes more sense than... All, than- always recording audio and sent and sending it off to the servers it still doesn't make it right but it does make sense to say okay yeah now they're listening to they're Aerosmith facebooking now. you they're, they're, <laughs> yeah 
Well, and see, a lot of this goes right back to what we were talking about last week, too, about, you know, if I got those headphones for free, that's one thing. Oh, yeah. Bose, Bose headphones are not cheap. No, the ones that are in question are like $350. Like, for that price, maybe you should just let the people listen to whatever they're listening to, and maybe you shouldn't be trying to add, sell ad revenue with them. <laughs> Unless when you install the app and they say, you know, some... some uh apps or devices will have that option to say yeah send send some data to the to you guys for research or whatever if they had that then that makes it totally okay right well even then typically research is things like you know i'm listening to it in a loud environment i'm listening to it on the go i'm listening to it in an airplane versus i'm listening to 50 shades of gray for the 20th time today and using my we vibe which Oh yeah, and then, we, and then the we, small print. We've, While watching Roku TV. <laughs> well, there, there's an update on a story that we talked about actually in this article that I just caught. Um, you remember that smart sex toy that we talked about that was collecting data? And right, the WeVibe 2. Yeah, yep. and sending it back to the, to the manufacturer. They, I guess, just recently agreed to pay three and a quarter million, or three and three quarter million to settle claims. Shoot. Shoot. I put ours in the microwave when I heard this was happening. Dang it. So yeah, I mean they're they're paying out just under four million dollars to settle the claims that they were collecting information illegally. So I mean it's very possible Bose may just say, "Look, we'll we'll pay it." Although they are fighting, they are saying, "Nope, that's that's not happening." Um. So they they say that it's inflammatory and misleading allegations made against us through the legal system. So. I think they're going to fight it, but I don't know. Give it five years. Give it five years, and they'll say it's uh, inflammatory and misleading statements delivered through the Facebook system. Probably. Probably. Because Facebook will try and come out and create like their own legal system. Oh, I'm sure it's going to happen. They probably already have one. Facebook law. Take this Quora quiz. What kind of lawyer are you? <laughs> I'm a summer lawyer with the purple lightsaber. Aww. That sounded sexual. Ah, uh, yes. It's your wee vibe, too. Is that an emoji, too? Summer lawyer purple lightsaber? Well, it looks like <laughs> an eggplant, but I'm sure, yes. My favorite emoji is the poop emoji. It's everyone's favorite. He's just so classy. Yeah, I think officially it's called hanky. <laughs> the hanky emoji. So, Microsoft... Microsoft has their own set of apps that they have on iOS and Android. And they do what they do well. They do. They're they're well made. They're well built. They fill a very important niche. However, it always seems like they're just like a step behind everyone else. I, I think is the, the the best way to say it. But when they do catch up, it's it's good quality, right? Right, right, right. Um, so the Microsoft Authenticator, uh, and I use it on my phone. It's a, a two factor authentication system that allows you to enter in account details, and then it just has that running uh, algorithm. I've used that word many times this this episode. That's kind of weird. Keep on using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. It means exactly <laughs> what I think it means. But so uh, it, it 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 runs changing codes that you can use to log in on two factor authentication websites. Uh, I just prefer its interface a lot better. I've used the LastPass one. I've used the Google Authenticate. And it comes down to between the Google and the Microsoft one. The LastPass one was crap. Don't use it. Which is funny because I use LastPass for everything else. But the LastPass Authenticator was horrible. 
the Microsoft one I prefer just because of the interface, like I've said before. Well, they've just added a new feature now that if you set it up correctly and you tr- go to log into your Microsoft account, instead of having to enter in the code, it simply pops up on your screen saying, hey, this is trying to log in, allow or de- or deny. You click allow and you're in. Yeah, like the Google one does. Exactly, like the Google one does. And it works beautifully. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've used it now three times since this uh, headline dropped yesterday, and it works just like you'd expect it to work. And, and again, the Google Authenticator had this a year ago? Two? About, about two years ago, yeah. And it's just now started to roll out to additional services instead of just Google services like it, like it originally did. Yeah. The difference is, and I, I, I haven't been able to confirm this with the Microsoft one, is that with the Google one, it'll show up on my lock screen and I can approve or deny on my lock screen. But with the Microsoft one, I can't do that. So I don't know if that's just a setting I haven't enabled or, or if they can't do that. Right. Um, I haven't noticed it either. And part of that's because the Microsoft login isn't used for very many things, whereas the Google login, they, they've done a very good job of making them indis- making themselves indispensable. Most people mm-hmm. log into other services with their Google logins. Or Facebook. Oh, jeez. So is Facebook going to come out with this here in the next two, three months? The Facebook authenticator? <laughs> I can see it happening. And pizza delivery service? Yes. Yes. How did we get back on Facebook? I'm sure there's a Facebook app for that. Uh, Stop it with the Facebook. Let's let's go back to Hack Zoner. Yeah, Zoner, dang it. (laughs) You and your hotel staying. Okay, now I saw this article and I immediately started searching my travel records to see if I had (laughs) stayed at any holiday inns during this time period. But no, I think I'm safe. I think. Why, why don't you? Since you're the one who's brought this on to all of us, why don't you cover the headline? So, what is it? Um, International Hotel Group or something? Intercontinental Hotels Group uh, confirmed that malware was des- that was designed to access payment card data used at front desks may have been compromised between September 29th and December 29th of 2016. Whoa, 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 whoa! Start that over again. That's badly written, isn't it? The malware that was designed to infiltrate was... Was used at front desks. Oh, no. It was... Wow, that is a bad bad writing there. <laughs> okay, try again. No, I'm, I, I read it, dude. I read it. That's, that's bad writing. So there's malware that was designed to access payment card data used... Uh, and it was, it was distributed to front desks at these hotels. So their software has been um, compromised. Right. This is from, uh, unfortunately, our friend Christy Porter's. No, 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 no. No, it's not? No, it's not. Okay. Is she Channel 4? I thought she was Channel 2. She's Channel 4. This is Channel 2. Oh, oh, good. Okay, this is our local um, news site, and yeah, it sucks. They've written it to make it sound like, Intercontinental Hotels malware, like it's their own malware, and it was compromised. Someone compromised their malware. (laughs) Yeah, as I was saying that, it didn't sound right, but I'm like, it's how it's written. These are professional people making money to do this. Yeah. Um, The honest truth is, is that it's actually very, very easy to hack hotels when you're staying there. Yes. Because access is like the (laughs) the biggest obstacle, and you're there. You've got physical access. Mm-hmm. 
It is unbelievably easy. Um, it, it's don't stay at hotels. Go to the oh. YMCA. Go to a hostel. It'll be safer. Sleep out Actually, on the street. Public service announcement: uh, hotels. Fortunately for for Holiday Inn, most hotels are now uh, they now allow you to pay online. Whenever I go to a Holiday Inn, I actually prepay for it online, and I never have to swipe my card at the front desk, which is really which, which means that your credit card information is never actually at that hotel. Right, that's smart. Which is interesting because I always pay online as well, but they always take my card for those incidentals. Well, they stop use watching for, porn. <laughs> They they use your card for identification. They never swipe it, or at least they shouldn't be swiping it. Yeah, I don't know. They put it behind the counter. Paid. I can't see. I should climb up on the counter next time and watch what they do. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you, are you swiping back? that? Are you swiping my card? Give me my face back. <laughs> Buy a Visa prepaid card. Give them that. Mm-hmm. You Samsung pay. <laughs> okay, so last week, I, I figured this out. I have figured out your racket, Schmitty. I'm on to you, pal. <laughs> Last week, Schmitty says, Google Home should be able to handle multiple uh, multiple people, and you should be able to program individual voices, and it should be able to recognize them, and it's not that hard, and I don't understand why it is, why they haven't done it yet. And Zoner and I said something along the lines of, well, it's because it would have to be programmed for multiple people. You'd have to be able to handle each family member independently. We got done recording, and the following Monday, Schmitty called up his guys at Google and said, Hey guys, it's Schmitty. Remember when I did you a solid by being the only one to use Keep and telling you to rename it to Grocery List or whatever? I need you guys to come through for me. See, I've told my co-hosts on my little podcast that it wouldn't be that hard for you guys to just add per user instructions to Google Home. So I need you to do that, and I need you to do it by the time we record this week. Because lo and behold, this week, that feature has launched. See, it wasn't that hard. They did it in two days. That's impressive. <laughs> Not only I, that, it can support I up to... I figured you out. <laughs> it supports up to six users, and we have it set up at our house now for five users. I was worried I wasn't going to get it in time for this podcast because I didn't have the update yesterday. Just got it today. I set up five people in my family. Actually, no, I have them all set up now. I, yeah, I have six people set up on it, and it works flawlessly. We've tried to confuse it, and it's it's really awesome. Now my kids can ask about their day, and it won't tell them how to get to work. <laughs> so it's it's pretty impressive. It does take a while to set up. I mean, each user has to go in and, and train their own voice with OK Google and Hey Google. Stop it, phone. <laughs> um, but it... If that's too long for you, then, well, then you don't deserve to <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, what, <laughs> what are you hoping here for, people? Now, what I want to know is, is, especially in instances like ours where we have kids, kids' voices can sometimes be very similar to each other, especially siblings, and kids' voices also change. So I'm interested yeah. to see how this works in the long run. Yeah, we were worried about that, too. Our two oldest kids, um, a boy and a girl, they both sound, to me, sometimes on the phone, I can't tell them apart. I know that's horrible to say as a father, but but it's really hard to tell them apart sometimes. I was worried that that Google would have a problem with that, but it doesn't. Google's a better father than you. Google is a better... (laughs) Just wait till one of them starts going through puberty and the voice starts cracking and... (laughs) (laughs) And the the Google hub just starts laughing. (laughs) It it was sad, though, because our youngest son, it was the last one... He was the last one to 
press the train on, on, on Google Home. And he kept saying, okay, Google, what's my name? And they would keep saying, I'm sorry, I don't recognize your voice anymore. And he was getting frustrated. I mean, he's, he's three, and he's, he, he gets upset when things don't go his way. So, Daddy, so when, Google says I'm not a person. <laughs> so when we finally trained his voice to it, he was so ecstatic. And, yeah, they're going to have a lot more fun with Google Home now. So it's good. Yeah. See, and this this was the feature. Sorry, sorry, Zon. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but this is the feature that was really holding me back. That and the fact that it couldn't. Th- there's still certain things missing from Google Home yeah, that are sure. in Google Assistant that are, are kind of baffling, if I'm being honest. And the other way around, there are things that are available in Google Assistant that aren't available on Google Home, but they're they're slowly merging together. And, and pretty soon eventually. you'll be able to get Beauty and the Beast ads wherever you are. There you go. Now you'll have to keep us updated on this and how it progresses over time because I'm I'm very interested like how it works with your kids, uh, indeed as they start using it more and more. Um, in other Google news, the Google Wi-Fi, the mesh network that they have. Uh-huh. I don't know quite what happened here, but uh, they just started turning solid blue, which is uh, their way of saying, "Oh, we're dead." <laughs> Yeah, apparently, some over-the-air update uh, that was pushed kind of bricked half their half their Wi-Fi devices. So uh, this is not their first time with these devices. Except, I, I'm sorry. Let me correct that myself on that one because the last time this happened, it didn't brick; it factory reset. Yeah, which wasn't so bad because it still works. This, if you get the steady blue light on your Wi-Fi hub, bricked. So, and you have no one to blame but yourself. And and the only way to get it fixed is to send it in for a uh, a refurbish. What I don't know. I'd be pissed Maybe about that. Somewhere they get it I'd replaced. Be, I'd be incredibly pissed if if I buy hardware and the company pushes an update to it that ruins it. They better not give me somebody sloppy seconds. I need. I need new hardware if they're going to do that. I don't want some refurbished piece of crap. Yeah, it seems to me that there, that there is definitely a hardware flaw in it, and maybe they just weren't aware of that flaw until this software flaw, <laughs> which is really poor engineering on their they, part. They, they've had some problems with these Wi-Fi units. Mm-hmm. They really have. And I don't know quite why or how, but they just have not had the best of luck with them. Yeah. Could be worse. You How could so? own a uh, you could own a Pixel XL. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, you could. Um, which, so, which we're good to a, to a, a point. Yeah, Google um, Google pushed out an OTA uh, an over the air update, and they weren't supposed to. It was supposed to be internal only for internal testing. Um, oops. Yeah, that's crazy. I would expect more from them. But yet, this is kind of what they do, so why would I expect more? And we don't have it here on our headlines, but something happened this week with the uh, the Pixel 2 as well. No, no, not the Pixel 2, the, uh, the Nexus 6P this week. Oh, I didn't hear about oh, that. Yeah. Like, they confirmed that it wasn't getting any more updates, or I... I was hoping one of you guys had seen that. I just saw it in passing real fast. Uh, the battery issues. 
Was that what it was? I don't know. I just Googled it, and that's what I'm finding. Hmm. I remember seeing something about it, but it wasn't battery issues. Huh. Anyway. Google just hasn't had a lot of luck with its branded stuff this week, except for when Schmitty told them to implement the multi-user voice recognition. Yeah, I get things done. Well, you know, and <laughs> That's how you roll. I've said it before, but this is kind of why I tend to avoid a lot of Google hardware. Just because it's not what they do, and they if they do it well, they're going to eventually lose interest on it, in it within the first six months. You know what we need? We need... Apple designed, Apple engineered, Google services, Microsoft interoperability at Samsung prices. Sold on Amazon. (laughs) And delivered by SpaceX. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. The rockets are reusable. It's basically free. If my S8 Plus came delivered in a vertically landing rocket in my driveway, all would be forgiven, Samsung. I'm just saying. I just really hope that they comes with Facebook integration because I, mean, I don't even want. I don't even want to keep the rocket. I just want to see the rocket land. Let me know that it's there. I'll go out and I'll get it from the little compartment that takes off again. That would just make me happy beyond belief. Oh, that'd be sweet. That'd be so much better than drones because you can carry so much more in that rocket. And it's a freaking rocket. And it's a freaking rocket. Never mind the scorch marks. I got this delivery if, if, in a if, rocket. <laughs> if local law enforcement didn't think I was Al-Qaeda before, they definitely would then. Um, our final headline isn't actually um, a headline. It's probably going to be behind a paywall by the time you see this. It's an article from the Wall Street Journal. You can always tell when a non-tech person writes a headline because the headline reads, Google plans ad blocking feature in popular Chrome browser. Because anyone who actually uses technology like ever knows you don't have to specify the popular chrome browser there's just the chrome browser do you even need to specify browser technically yes but if but, but yet if we were like to te- just te- say crunch chrome, doesn't say that google plans ad blocking feature in chrome people would people know, would understand people would know. people would get it yeah you don't say like uh honda um introduces new braking system in a cord car <laughs> But, Honda, the car company. <laughs> but yet, you still go to the ATM machine. Yeah. Anyway, so the idea is that um, Google will start blocking, or is at least talking about, blocking ads that don't adhere to certain rules and practices. This is great in theory. And here's my only issue with this. Google is an ad company. Well, they won't block their own ads. Right. Right. But their ads already comply with the guidelines they're going to set inside the Chrome browser. Do because they? they wrote most of those guidelines. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's this Catch-22 thing that, yeah, okay. Uh, that's I, I have an issue with it. It's like, you didn't play by the rules we just now made. <laughs> the guy's going, I didn't know there were rules. Well, there weren't, but there are now because we just made them. <laughs> and but you can can't we, play. Can we really complain with them blocking ads, though? I mean... No. In the but, end... They're doing us a favor. I prefer an ad blocker that blocks all ads. True. Like you block Origin with Pi Hole. There you go. I, I'm. This is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. This is a good thing. Google should have done it long ago. When they first introduced the pop-up blocker, they should have also introduced the ad blocker. I, so I'm not trying to poo-poo on them for this. It, it just seems a little bit shady when you consider that you know none of their ads are going to be blocked. It seems a little anti-competitive. You know what this seems like? You remember Google Contributor? 
Oh, just barely, yeah. Yeah, I, I used it for a while. It's basically a way for you to pay a monthly subscription to not get any ads. And it was it it was only for ads going through the Google ad network. So I'd still get some ads on some websites. Um, but ads going through the Google ad network would be replaced by just a Google logo, or I could choose to show pictures of cats, which my kids really liked. Um, you could even customize your own images in there if you wanted to. And we're savvy enough to set it up, which I wasn't. I don't. I couldn't figure it out. Anyway, that they says a lot, to, though, dude. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's quite a steep <laughs> level of entry there. Yeah, you sh- you should you should try it. It's really difficult. Anyway, they discontinued Google Contributor um, earlier this year, saying that they were working on a new version, a new iteration of it, set to come out spring 2017. So we're still waiting for that to come out. Still hasn't come out. But I wonder if this has something to do with it. If they're getting Google Contributor set up in such a way that now you could block all ads and Google gets the money for that, that's going to be an even bigger issue. <laughs> then get ad blocking in Chrome and have you pay f- Google for it. That's uh, that's 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 not good. No, just just something I put together in my head right, just right now. So it, it might not it might not be something they're doing, but it, what it's you need totally to do what you need to do tomorrow. I want you to do this. I know it's a weekend. I know it's a Saturday and you probably have plans, but I need you to go to your guys and say, hey, guys, remember when I was the only one using Google Contributor? And even (laughs) though you made it super difficult, I still used it anyway. I need you to do me a solid and not do this thing I'm worried about. (laughs) Hey, that's a great idea to do that. We'll do that. (laughs) Thanks, Schmitty. We hadn't thought of that before. (laughs) Okay. Can you do that? Can you go talk to your uh, Google guys? I guess. uh, Can't wait till Monday? Maybe you can wait till Monday. Okay. All right, maybe. All right. Well, that is uh, our headlines into our favorites. Um, did Colin die on the air? Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm alive. He's, Guys, it's been a while it, since I podcasted. It, I forget how to talk. Is it my favorite time? Well, no, it's my favorite. He's just we been surfing the internet while you know we've what? been talking, you know. We just want to make sure you're not dead again. You what know, is this I Android they die. speak of? Android what? <laughs> Android and Windows. No, what it's the? so difficult when I just have all these Apple devices around me right now. Each <laughs> one charging him fifty dollars per dongle. <laughs> resist stupid resist touching dongles. the Apple devices. <sighs> so no joke. I set up. A, we're, we're going off on a tangent here, but I just had to set up a, a couple conference rooms at work. And everything was working great for everyone except for the Apple users who complained that they didn't have an HDMI cable to plug into. So I got us got them a system that they could plug an HDMI cable into, only for all of them to complain that none of them have HDMI ports. I had to drop $200 in adapters per conference room just for them to be able to go to an HDMI cable. Wow. I, I, yeah. I propose a rule, a law. And I don't think I'm asking too much of it here. You want to use a Mac, you want to use a MacBook or a MacBook Air or a MacBook Pro, fine. That's great. But it's on you to provide your own freaking adapters. The rest of us have an industry standard. It's called <laughs> HDMI. If you don't have an HDMI port, that's on you. Go buy your own freaking adapter. <laughs> I, I did have a boss that bought a, a Dell XPS 13, you know, because he wanted it compact. Um, but because of that, he had to carry around a little purse of adapters 
but he did provide his own adapters. Oh, well, see, <laughs> the person adapters, the person adapters was bigger than the laptop. So go figure. Oh, <laughs> they could have just wirelessly streamed to the freaking TV. They didn't want to. Anyway, my favorite uh, comes from the guys over at How It Should Have Ended over at uh, Hishi. And it's a superhero cafe with Superman and Batman. And I love these little skits they do. And this one I love probably more than any of them because evidently Superman and Batman are total nerds. This conversation feels like it could have been between any of the four of us. Only it happens to be between Kal-El and Bruce Wayne. And they're talking about the newest trailers coming out. Batman is obviously stoked for Justice League. Superman couldn't care less because he wasn't in that trailer. He's going on and on about The Last Jedi. And the two of them are going back and forth so much, dropping references left and right. And even though they're talking about two separate movies, still having conversation with each other. It is hilarious. They even get a David Pumpkin reference in there. (laughs) It's probably my very favorite he, she ever. You should check it out. It's not that long. Right. Uh, my favorite comes from Mark Rober over on YouTube. Um, I think I've shared something from him before. He does a lot of cool science and engineering things. Um, this week, my favorite is labeled Automatic Bullseye Moving Dartboard. So he's taken robotics and engineering with some sensors, and every time you throw the dart at this dartboard, the dartboard will, cent- will center itself so you get a bullseye every time. And then you can hand your friend another dart, a different dart, that will always allow it to miss. So no matter where they throw it, the dartboard will dodge it to miss <laughs> it. So it's it's pretty awesome. He goes uh, into some of the hows, you know, how he did it, and then shows him taking it to a bar and showing it off there. It's pretty cool. Check it out. I'm so doing this at work. <laughs> All righty. My favorite is a trailer for a new documentary that's coming out. I believe it is May 6th. It will be coming out on Hulu called Batman and Bill. And it's talking about Bill Finger, who is one of Batman's co-creators. Everybody knows who Bob Kane is. Not everybody knows who Bill Finger is. So I love the fact that they are doing this documentary. Looks like it's going to be amazing, and I will be watching it as soon as I can. So check out the trailer. and Let us know your thoughts. And my favorite comes from the wonderful Zoner, because I just stole one of his articles off the website that is so beautiful. Doesn't that site just look awesome? Oh, it's it's beautiful. It was uh, it was a work of like love that created that. It looks kind of shaky to me. I'm going to like your smack monitor. you in the face right now. <laughs> Did you just say you're going to mac me? No. You've no. really been on Apple smack. too long. Come on. Come on now. Those keep those keyboards could kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I will cut you with this iMac. Oh, Anyways, uh so Blizzard decided that they would release the original StarCraft for completely free. Uh, so you can go online to their website, check out our site, link in the article, and uh, you can download your copy for free and enjoy some old school gaming. Sir Grush Weekend! Yay! Now, I, I've downloaded this. I haven't yet uh, installed it or whatnot. Does it have Blizzard Net integration? Like, can we get the multiplayer in there, or is this campaign only? I don't know, actually. Only one way to find I, out. I Zook. don't believe that it has Blizzard Net integration. I, I did it install will. it, and it didn't install any Blizzard Net stuff. It just it's probably like old school expansion. land settings. But I want to get destroyed by some South Koreans. <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> Me. That's who. Uh, 
All right. Well, that is our show this week. Um, hey, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Find us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Patreon. Where you, uh, we're, we're putting together a whole bunch of awesome bonuses that might be coming your way. If, uh, if only you feel like supporting us. We would love that. And until next time, cheers. And the wine. Adios, amigos. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.